Here we are with the leader of the Irish Volunteer Brigade tonight, Collector of the IVB. Uh, Collector, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, it's uh, Collector. You know who I am, probably. I'm a War Rights Discord moderator. Kind of a big deal. Leader yeah. of the uh, a Best Union Regiment. You can, you can say that, right? All the other regiments in this tournament are Confederate. That is very true, and he demands your respect you as a moderator. We also got Prantley Absolutely. with us. Hello, yes, I'm the leader of uh, the 9th New York, who are also a Union regiment. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they exist. Dang! So, uh, with that being said, um, a very exciting first round um, as you guys were attacking as CSA. Unfortunately, I mean, phenomenally well played. It's just the ending kind of didn't go your way. Uh, so what was your strategy yeah. Going into the first round, and, and how did you react to the overchange of battlefield? Yeah, so um, first off, I just want to say, yeah, um, damn, uh, that was totally my fault on that uh, uh, the ending of that first round. But no, uh, plan was executed pretty well, I think, at least at the beginning. Uh, we stacked buck and ball, which I know is kind of uh, not something a lot of people thought we were going to do. Uh, there were a lot of doubters, especially. Um, because of the recent debuff to Buck and Ball. Basically, after 40 yards, it's useless. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to the shooting range, but it's not just the damage fall-off. It's the actual, like, uh, the way that it shoots at it. Like, the ballistics are totally, totally different. Um, obviously, as the 69th New York, our main gun is the 42 Springfield. So we train on that first and then train on everything else afterwards. So uh, that was quite alarming. But we went with the decision to go for it and adapt our battle strategy based on that, um, which is, you know, try and engage in combat 40 yards or less at all times. And Roulette Lane is a pretty good map for that. So what we did is we went to take the corner first. Yeah, I take that corner and roll up their flank up to the top of the hill, try and sweep up their artillery. And at the same time as you're sweeping up their artillery, you have another unit on point that pushes up to try and uh, prevent the response from getting to us. And uh, for the most part, it was executed pretty well. Uh, the casualties turned out to be a little, a little bit more even than I would have liked. We, we couldn't exactly execute the plan after we took the corner. I think IVB went up to take the cannons, and the group that we had holding at the stone wall pretty much uh, was eradicated at that point. So kind of started to fall apart there. Um, not sure if I should have moved IVB at that point or what, but uh, we, we did pretty well on tickets. So... Whatever. Second try comes around. We still have that foothold on the left, so we just reinforce that. Uh, we cap at taking losses most of the way through. Actually, have a really, really great charge now that I remember it. Um, Rebels, <laughs> sorry, Yankees, I suppose. Uh, Yankees try and counterattack. IVV, we came in their rear. We just obliterated one or two good charges for them on that last uh, last counterattack. Uh, I'm still going over it in my head, you know. Uh, not to, you know, monologue an entire replay of the round. But, yeah, coming down to that last, last, like, minute or two. IVV, we're up at the cannons. They send, like, 75% of their of their team to charge the cannons. The rest are going straight down the road. That's what it looked like to me. Um, we committed probably too many of our men to wipe out the guys on the cannons. We turn around, and the guys on the road uh, have taken point. Or in the process of taking point. 
So 30 seconds left in the game. I'm dead. I died on the hill with the rest of the IVB. We're still in control of the point on the timer. Steam call is annoyingly quiet, um, which I won't talk about too much on here. Um, coordination with Sussy was great, though, I will say. But 30 seconds left on the timer. I think we still had a good half of breaking left. And we still had point capped. Like, it wasn't even going in the Confederates' favor. So I full send IVB, full send our respawn wave to point. Um, about the time that we get there, there's like 20 seconds left in the round, our respawn wave finally gets up there. And right before we get up there, it starts decapping. So I'm left with a choice with 20 seconds left. I either assume that my respawn wave that's with me is larger than the Union respawn wave that's coming down from main deployment and just started capping the point. And I go for the wipe and the win right then and there. Or I turn and I pull our entire team back, let them recap and risk the lower time uh, to win. They go back up to breaking. Um, and yeah, I just, I just saw the dollar signs in front of me. You know, I saw, I saw the win. I, I got the, the bloodlust and uh, I ordered us to charge. Seemed like we wiped a decent bit of them, but uh, evidently was not enough. Uh, pretty much as soon as we charged, we got wiped. I don't know what the other regiments were doing, but we went through that half of breaking faster than I've ever seen. About the time that it, we hit uh, overtime was about uh, maybe five seconds after overtime started, IVB was wiped. And at that point, I issued the steam call. We're going to fall back. All right, we had a little bit of discussion, but it was like, we're obviously not winning up there. We have a toehold, but it's not enough. So I ordered everybody to hold that spawn and fall back. Um, I have no idea who was still up there at the end. Uh... You would have a better idea than me. But I, I will say, Collector, everyone was pulling back. The issue was there was Union behind them shooting them I as see. they ran away. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no. So, I take full responsibility for that loss. I, I shouldn't have got the blood lost. I My blood was up. You know. Um, so, that's brutal. Uh, it, it was a brutal L. I think after, after we hit last stand, I just uh, stood up out of my chair, walked over to my window, and just... Uh, Looked out the window for a good minute there. But, uh, yeah, that was a, a well-fought round, but uh, Eagle will appreciate this reference. It's like uh, uh, watching Husker football. Uh, <laughs> just That's so shoot, sad and so true. Shoot, your, shoot yourself in the foot at the 99-yard uh, uh, line, you know. So uh, that, That's not to take away anything from 12th feet. They, they fought one hell of a round. That was a, a great fought first round. And then, um, yeah, anyways, probably talking for way too long. I apologize, Eagle. Very good. But, yeah, so first round, really well fought. Sussy did a great job coordinating. Red was bouncing back and forth, coming up with ideas. I loved every second of that. Uh, second round, we were a little demoralized, but uh, not a huge fan of the defender win. Uh, you know, uh, tiebreaker in this game. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Right? We agreed to the rules. Uh, they've been this rule for quite a while. And so we had to knock the attackers down to final push with 12 minutes left. And I thought, well, I can either sit back here and hope they cap point with 12 minutes, which they're probably not dumb enough to do like 
I know Natty's not that stupid. He's just going to hold back for 12 minutes. Uh, and so I was like, let's just get super aggressive and just have fun with it. Maybe we can knock him down on tickets. Didn't quite work out that way. But, you know, I'm satisfied with saying we won, except for that very first charge, which I think we lost, just barely. We won every single melee on that second round. So I, I was happy with that. You know, we came out of it having a good time. And but... Collector, I will say as well, and it's probably not great for you to hear, you also won every single melee on the second round, or on the first round, aside from the one that lost, lost you yeah, the match. Yeah, I know. I know. Ah. Yeah. Yep, so... No, hats off to 12th Virginia. Uh, that loss is entirely, entirely on my shoulders. So, you know, you live and you learn. Always getting better. Yeah, exactly. There's always next season, as they say in Husker football. But it is this. <laughs> it's next season, baby. We'll get them this fall. So, oh uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, Eagle. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry. Uh, <laughs> do you want to plug anything before we call it for a night? Uh, I, I have I have questions before. Oh, before no, sorry. Call it. Yeah, Prattly, Good. Um, thank you, Collector. Um, my my biggest question was uh, about the cap at taking losses. I I thought at the time that that seemed a little weird because they were very close to going breaking. You had an absolute chokehold on the point, and I I thought you would have just shot it out for another couple minutes. Do you feel like you maybe got too obsessed with with the time factor with with the tiebreaker rules, or or do you feel like that that's a move you would have made again if you were in the same position? So, our, you have to think about our positioning at that time. You had IVB at the very top of the hill. You had, uh, I think, LB uh, more so on point. And you had Sassy, like, on that uh, uh, crisscross fence. And so, from here, the Yankees, I believe, were all pretty much on the opposite side of the roulette lane. They were, like... Uh, on that perpendicular split rail fence and the brown house. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yeah, they, 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 so, had, they had some guys over there. I wouldn't say it was the majority, but my, from your position, I can see why you, yeah, you would have that, felt that. That was the majority that I saw. They were either in their spawn or over there. And uh, from my vantage point on the top of the hill, I knew that our entire team had buck and ball. So we needed them to come to us or, you know, or else they weren't going to go down on tickets. Um, IVB could have charged down from the top of the hill, but then you'd be giving the rebels, or sorry, I keep saying rebels. You'd be giving the the Union control of the top of the hill, and I thought correctly. We we repelled a charge successfully from them by using the top of the hill. That uh, you know we we need to play our strengths of the Confederacy and not our weakness. Our strength is uh, close range. Yeah, and I, 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 I got to say that so the, the, what, the close range strategy worked really well. Mm -hmm. I will say it was apparent that the change mechanics of Buck and Ball, the one time they tried to charge you guys at the top of the hill, and I think they actually made it through you guys, um, the shots that you took as they were coming in, the initial shots you took when they were a little further out, you got like one guy from oh, like man. 15, 20 shots. And That's then when they got crazy. closer, they immediately started dropping. So it was, yeah. it was kind of kind of wild to see that that in action. Yeah. I don't know if you've taken your guys to the shooting yeah, range. Yeah, yet. We, we, we tried it out yeah. and found that it's it just crazy. Doesn't, doesn't shoot at long range anymore. Yeah, no. Um, so. No, so, I mean, I, my, my, my overall thing would be, I, I think you guys played really well for 90% of that game. I think, yeah, you already addressed it. I was going to ask if you didn't, whether you thought about pulling back when, when you were both at breaking and making them recap the point so that they uh, 
they had to defend it at breaking for what 35 minutes but um you kind of kind of already addressed yeah. that yeah that was my fault any other right. questions probably no all right well thank you collector for coming on and having this conversation we'll definitely see you guys back in the next season ivb's great powerhouse but now we'll be going on to the 12th va leader interview here we are with the leader wow! interview for wow! <laughs> 12th Virginia tonight. Uh, we got the two leaders from 12th VA. We got Natty Light. Yee-yee. Natty here in 12th VA. We also got Fusewall Jackson. Fusewall Jackson with the 12th VA. God, Natty, you sounded like a Pokemon introduction. Uh, 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 Natty here. Uh, 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 oh, 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 shit. <laughs> well, I guess you're in the title of Jackson tonight. Yee-yee. So, with that being said, we're going to go in that first round. Wow, that's really all I can say from your guys' perspective. It didn't look like you were going to win, but wow, you guys won in the end. You, as Prantley has said numerous times, you won the most important charge of the first round, and you won. It was phenomenal. So, what was your guys' strategy going into the round, and how did you guys react to the ever-changing battlefield? Please, you want to go? I'll go. No. Yeah, you go ahead. So, the initial strategy kind of was uh none of it really went to plan <laughs> no absolutely not <laughs> ne- never really on defense it uh we had a strong foothold on that snake fence we just wanted to get as many people on that snake fence we wanted to have corn uh brigade on the far left kind of left of the stone wall right so relative would be just west so da- down the stone wall away from that little corner now these positions were picked because it's the probably the most ideal for uh, defending a full frontal charge like on the stone wall. We don't want people on the stone wall. We would just want enough of a force to muster and to like kind of bait them in on, on like, you know, keep bayoneting the wall, but enough to keep them on that wall. And uh, the defense didn't go too well. No, absolutely it was just, not. <clears throat> it was just always we were either losing charges and this and that. And we're like, okay, we saw the first early cap and then we immediately started changing the tempo of uh our wing condition so uh actually it, it 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 in a way in a very bizarre way it kind of benefits at least me personally to be in the mindset of an uh you know of attacking um we lost a couple charges and this and that we knew that the only condition that we can break them at was breaking at least in my mind at that point we had charged over and over again and they had kept regrouping under the charges were working, so it's like, okay, well, we won one charge, and then we can't point. Yep. So um, that was great. Um, so that means there was some effectiveness to the charges we're doing in a very simplistic way, just charge down the road, use the cover, and then just shoot up the fence. Um, we had probably a good, ample opportunity to give up Artie. At that point, they had already gotten their shots off, at least the ones that mattered, and we weren't too keen on keeping up the Artie fire on that stone wall when they pushed up. Now, finally, to the actual moment, breaking, breaking. It's actually quite bizarre how you, how you play around that. I'm, I, I don't want to give away too much of what I think during those situations, but in this specific case, I know I kind of wanted to test the waters of how low they're willing to go on breaking. Usually that's the mindset of what goes on. Either they pull off at full breaking and then fight from there. Obviously, it's going to be a harder fight, but you know they broke us before. They can do it again. At that point, we would have rethought our strategy, our, our defense, and you know, postured up differently. Uh, so that was the, the benefit there of if they did pull off earlier. But at the same time, we were seeing how willing, how low 
They wanted to go in breaking at that final moment, and it just seemed to me that either one, it was a late call, and we just took advantage of the out-of-line tickets. And usually calls like that around the, you know, when it gets really, really close like that, we know IVB to be constantly aggressive, at least in my mind. Uh, constantly charging was indeed proved by them all throughout. And uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like we, we definitely use that to some will and advantage during the, the breaking breaking status. They'd had just enough to to really get kind of a foothold on point, but not enough to sustain it for long. So it was either then either take the last stand or or you know try to get them off. We'll see. But uh that was kind of the strategy with the defense there. Yeah, and I just want to add to that a little bit. Um we put up a defense to like absolutely try to counter the first corner shoot. Um to be honest with you guys, like that did exactly not go to plan. Like within the first five minutes of the game, everyone was roaming the actual union fence and like their defensive formation. So we don't know what happened in all honesty. It was a good ass fucking IVB attack. Matt props to them on that. But it became to a point where it's like, you know, we're playing the reaction at that point. And to be honest with you, like, I do think that the early caps are important one way or another, just based on the rule set, but it actually can give the defenders such a hindrance. Yes. They could actually give the defenders a retake uh, position to keep them back in the game, especially when you're dominating the field. If, um, you know, honestly, if they didn't shoot for the reach for the early caps a couple of times, like we would have probably been absolutely out of the game, you know, in one way or another. And so, you know, I know Fuse, you probably use that to your advantage. Like we kind of worked around that one way or another, but it was a very, very good CSA offensive, especially like when that line broke and I saw it break. Um, and they were able to charge up the field and just harass Artie. You know, like that's when you know an attack's going really well. Um, to be honest with you guys, like that was a really hard fought map. Um, it was really. I got to give Matt props to the IVB to even getting us to like really aggressively play out of spawn. Um, if they didn't play the recap a couple times or if they actually didn't cap, they would absolutely win that. So um, I think in all honesty, like it's, it's kind of like a game of cat and mouse and we just happen to come up on top as playing as the mice. So um, that was a really good game both times and and after we won the first map it was kind of like setting the pace in the second map of like okay now we won the first map it's one zero um yeah it was, it was a very good fucking like i said ivb fought their hearts out on that like i gotta give them mad respect on that i think they made a couple mistakes um you know with playing around the point i mean this 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 event like incentivizes playing around the point so like i don't blame them one way or another um they absolutely did that um but i just think we were able to keep it close and and we just happened to capitalize and and the most opportune situations and so it's like i'm not trying to shit on them by all means that was a beautiful fucking game by them like they did everything right you know it's just that's maybe the one critique that i have to say but like i have to give them like so much respect like they're a really fucking good regiment and like oh yeah 
a brigade, sorry, their brigade, and it was just like down to the wire, which is fucking always good play. I, you know, in all honesty, I'd rather fucking take a loss in a good ass fucking game than take a dub in a boring ass game. And so, I, I have nothing but respectful things to say to them. Like, you know, they, you know, are the champions. They, they know how to do fucking shit right. And so, I'll, I'll step down and just not, not talk about anything after that. So, good game. Yeah, thank you for that. Pratley, any questions for the first round? No, I, I think uh I think uh Raddy and Choose kind of uh kind of got through all of it, you know, and Raddy and Choose. And and talked talked about everything pretty well. Um my only thing would be was the plan from you guys when they capped at taking losses, did you have an idea right away of like we could push them all the way to last stand here, or was the idea just to recap it and you know, keep the clock going? It it had co- it had come in my mind immediately because it was so low taken. I don't know when they took it. it I, I feel it like was, it was it was under a half. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. Under so half. so under that half taken losses. Yeah, it definitely came up. It, it it didn't come in the steam chat, but I was kind of maneuvering my mindset around. Okay, well, you know, if we take point and we wipe them all, it's not as good as you know wiping some of them and having come back to the same place. You know, if we were to get someone to let, or uh, you know, if we are going for a push to last stand. We want to go. The plan was to kind of keep some of them. It, it wasn't really a full action because our charges mostly failed, but it did its job, which was keep some of them on that fence and keep some of them kind of around point. Was I scared that they would be able to just totally hold us off? Yeah, absolutely. Probably. You know, uh, we had one initial success on one charge, and uh, I feel like I feel like during that charge, uh, some sometime during engaged, I think we only won one that we could replicate that situation and, you know, kind of pull it back at around uh, the breaking stage, right? I, I like playing around the breaking stage a lot because halfway at breaking, if we cap and we go back up to halfway breaking, it's like, all right, they got enough time to maneuver. If it's full breaking, then they have all the time in the world. But if it's like just close, like a quarter breaking, maneuvering that isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. But it all really is dependent on the proximity of the point. A sprint from U- Union Spawn gets on that point in less than 30 seconds. Less than 30 seconds. So, you know, as each, you know, and from their main, it takes about a minute. Hopping over fences takes about, you know, five seconds, something like that. So that's 10 seconds already just hopping over two fences. And then the rest of the run, it's about, it, it's about a minute. So at that point, we like playing the numbers game, which is kind of new. Uh, a little bit just getting and that and that point extends all the way the strongest point on that on that road uh, for that point the strongest area you can have like a, a minimum amount of guys but still kind of be in favor is that road right there by the brown house so I don't know could they have pushed up further from that and pushed us like totally off point and like had a defense around the brown house maybe maybe but you know honestly we'll take this as a as a good, as a really hard fought win, and that's about it, really. You know, there was some ideas. Some ideas went to fruition. Some of them didn't, but eventually, it just kind of fell for us. And you know, obviously, decisions were made. And then my my other big question would be, and and this is kind of something that I find interesting for a lot of the the defenders, especially, is going into that. Were you guys? 
kind of trying to play it in such a way of like, well, we know there's the tiebreaker rules, so let's just keep the clock ticking for as long as possible. And if we don't win, then we can win fastest attackers and it'll be fine. Or was it from the off like, hey, we want to try and win as defenders? Fuse, uh, can I answer this real quick? For me, it was both. But yeah, go ahead, Natty. It's always both. We always shot for 2-0. That's like always like the way that we we played that match, and just the fact that we won the first match like definitely set the tempo in the second. So it's like you know in these kind of matches, it's like I I prefer not to play for time. You know, some people might disagree <laughs> in one way or another. Like we understand the rules, but like there is a level where it's like okay, you know you just have to absolutely win and that's what we are going for tonight it's just like just go 2-0 don't worry about anything in between you know and it just worked out for us so did you want to add to that yeah pretty much a little bit to to answer your question um it was bit, sorry. What was your question again, Bradley? Sorry. Just like how 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 much you were playing the game around the tiebreaker, trying to trying oh, to defend for right. a long time. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was. It's it's always definitely both. The answer is definitely both. Right. Um, if you can win just off of win and defend it hard, that's ideal. If you want to win it off time and play around time, that's cool too. And I, um, I think that's that's what we've really seen in, in both your matches in the playoffs. You guys profit of is is the attackers in the first game being too concerned about winning quickly and then making some small mistakes at the end that you guys have capitalized on really well. Yeah, it's it always comes even in like pubs. So I, obviously, I'm very familiar, but it, it always comes up that way. There's always a sudden not panic, but a certain you know camaraderie that that occurs among people when time is of the essence. And I think that's with everything. If you're late to work, you know, barely late, you're going to go fast on the highway. I'm not going to insinuate that, you know, applying actual psychological things. But no, if you want to win and you want to win fast, you're going to have to do it fast. And mistakes get made when fast things happen. All we can really do is just sit back and, and reorganize and go for an all-out assault. Um, but yeah, to answer that question fully, it's a little bit of both, right? It's always yeah, play to play to win the defense. And then however well the defense occurs, play around how bad it is or how good it is. That's about, uh, that's about really the objective there, you know? Yeah, and if you said that, like, if we would have lost the first match, like, our strategy would have absolutely changed. Like, that's just, there's no questions about it. We oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Way we, more aggressive. 100%. Um, yeah, but just the fact that we pulled out the first win, it was like, okay, you know, we're going for the second win at that point. And like that's that's when we kind of knew to adjust our strategy to pull off. Like, we to we never had a plan for early cap in our attack. I mean, it was plan never, B, no. but but our entire plan, our entire attack plan, kind of surrounded on the fact that look, if we're just gonna get a win, this is how you're gonna do it. And um, I think those charges on the fence just really, I don't know how, really, to be honest, we kept getting white, but the tickets kept going down. I, I think like, okay. I think a lot of it actually was was the groups that did go to the wall rather than up the hill on the fence were often getting a lot of shots into the most m most definitely and it it sucks that they didn't have an opportunity for for themselves to counterattack because we we had no intention of going for point at at that area we took down half of morale state within the first or say f four or five minutes in the game and that was enough for me honestly all right that's all my questions. Cool. Thank you for that. So, I mean, Thank not you, that there's much to the strategy in the second round, 
seeing as you guys just had to not cap the point and not go down the final push within eight minutes. What was your guys' strategy going into the second round, attacking, and how did you react to the ever-changing battlefield? Uh, Sipping mimosas we just on played. the beach. I think, in all honesty, like, once we knew we won the first round, it's like, yo, confirm the second win and, like, just drive in the last day. And I think that was the absolute plan at one point or another. A few did a wonderful job and, like, setting the tempo and a lot of different things. But it was, like, definitely a big adjustment because at that point we kind of knew, you know, when they started playing aggressive off the barn, like, it was... I understand they were like playing the actual event rules, but we were just like at that point we were just like you know like we're gonna be playing for the two O rules, and so and that's that's when we were able to capitalize on that one way or another. Um, it was a very aggressive like almost charge us from spawn kind of thing, and our guys we shift them over to the left, not get hit by Artie, get full kits in, and we're ready to fight. And that's when we had the pretty much like a half a morale morale state advantage at that point, right, Fuse? Am I, am I correct about that? Something like that, yeah, it was just about a half it was, after it the was, first attack. Yeah, and then at that point, we just could control the tempo at that point. You know, it's like we just had a huge advantage right up the rip, and we just capitalized on it, you know, from charges and things. It was, it was really close in the taking loss situation. I acknowledge that. But it was like, at that point, 26 minutes to like, drive them to last stand we started slowing down the tip a little bit fuse you did a great job with that as well to absolutely try to capitalize on on things you know it's like we don't have to aggressively play at one point or another we're going to shoot things just to absolutely try to get the the last last stand secured and you know we were never trying to aggressively take the point it was like you know at that point we we're trying to Last in, everyone just won the game. And you know what? There was like a couple moments it, when we did charges. I was like, "How did IVB do this?" I mean, I kind of know what they—they they all went to like one singular point, did two and two, and they attacked the snake fence and the wall because they went for early cap. They, we they also—I so we would say—it it stopped them from doing any long-range combat. They all stacked buck and ball, and and that and that. Oh, like, they did in close range. It was really effective, but at long range, they didn't. They couldn't shoot you guys. Oh, was their team? How much uh, was everybody on buck and ball then? I didn't. I think Collector was saying they mostly went buck and ball. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that probably had an attribute to to their success on their charges. We only had two companies on buck and ball because uh, we wanted to use the rifle companies as kind of like an Ender's game. If you guys ever watched that movie where they surround the ball, the guy with the you know whatever the fuck, just kind of surround him and take a couple shots for the buck and ball to hit that fence. And honestly, I think that shit did the most damage. It was uh, it was always enlightening to see how like we all got wiped, but we were so far ahead, regardless of the first charge. Like we always we always maintained the pace. So yeah, yeah. It was just it was just very strange. I was like, there there was a moment, dude. I was like, how the fuck? Like, do we just all go buck and ball to win these charges or what? Like, we're we're always getting wiped, but we're still ahead. And I'm like, the fuck, man. Yeah, but also to fuse to talk about original strategy, and I'll, I'll bring that up right, real quick. Um, our original strategy was actually to bait out shots from the wood line, you know, one way or another. We sent it, it kind of worked, yeah. it really worked. It, it kind of worked because at that point, we wanted to play around the buck and ball, so we actually had um, MSGA who was playing as a rifle company, um, try to 
and and really they did a wonderful job both fifa and msg of trying to divert the fire so like the buck and ball can be like hitting the point secured and at that point when you have three to one shot the odds like it's just like we protected the buck and ball just to absolutely let them do their work and that's why the morale state like was devastating because we really really absolutely try to keep the buck and ball to be like the hammer and like uh fuse had a beautiful analogy about that but we we're trying to really drive that hammer you know and so it's like protect the hammer let the hammer do the work it's like yeah, the surround cannon. it in a christmas present let them beat up the box and then once the shit comes out of the box there you go you know but uh yeah, I mean, you know, I have nothing really more to say. It was definitely an interesting attack. That first charge really uh, made me shit myself. Um, but I think in terms of the drawing fire, I don't know if you guys could see it, but I, I, I'm not like I think we actually drew out one volley, and I think that's when we went. The whole company had volleyed on the fence line, and that's that. That was our go. That was our signal type deal. If enough shots went to the drawing company, I was drawing fire, and uh, so that that actually that concept actually got proven there, and it worked somehow. But- uh, can you say that again? Sorry, I stepped away for one second. Oh no, it was just uh, you know, when when fifth VA was drunk fire, I think uh, one of the companies on the snake fence volleyed at the barn or or something, and that was our signal. Yeah, basically we're, to go. Like, we're like, okay, yeah. they all volleyed. We got we got a twenty second window, gentlemen. Yeah, me and Fuse, like, uh, no joke. We were like looking into the actual strategy itself, and one we were like, "Damn, IVB, why you, would you pick IV or Roulette Lane for this map?" But uh, I guess it's hard map and trying to get everyone composed. Um, yeah. when the cord gets crazy. Um, cord did a great job tonight, but like we were like literally trying to play around, like listening to the volley and fifty uh, eight did a fucking phenomenal job like trying to like bait those shots because as soon as we heard that we knew we had 25 seconds to actually run up there and do that um you know whenever we hear a volley 25 seconds right that's like nine to ten guys that don't have their loads in that's like a nine to ten guy advantage to like hit them with buck and ball especially because we were outnumbered Uh, like yeah, at one point like thirteen or fifteen. It don't <laughs> matter. Um, I'm not saying balancing was terrible. Um, it was okay. Uh, it was, we love you, Eagle. We love you. We love you, Eagle. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, a fifty man company it would have been a different game. But anyways, but uh, <laughs> it was it was a good hard fight map. You know, it's like that's that's why we're here. That's why we're competitors. That's why we play this game. Um. But yeah, no, like me and Fuse are a little bit autistic about this game. Fuse, are we not? But uh, the tism is strong, gentlemen. You very, cannot play this game without at least a little bit of the tiz. Especially being a regiment leader. All right, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just there. But um, yeah, no, like it it was. I have a lot of respect for every regiment leader in this. But like me and Fuse are sitting there, like, hey, this like we're hoping you guys got footage of of the little bit we we kind of played it around trolling too because we knew you know once fifth via hit that bush line <laughs> it's inevitable that people would start firing because the tensions are so high you know you could cut it cut it with a knife you know that kind of situation um you know especially when you got a bugler teabagging and stuff like <laughs> that's really what we try to put out there uh but it was like one of those situations that we just really, really tried to 
to make it to, to draw out fire and, you know, like, and then we're capitalizing on that, which we're crazy for doing that. But like, that's, that's like something that we think it's our bread and butter. And, and I remember a few years, like me and you, like we spent like two to three hours, like just talking about that and uh, it panned out. So. Oh yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Prattley, you got any questions? <laughs> not, not for second round. No. Cool. Uh, I have several questions about that second round. I ain't gonna ask for you though. <laughs> yeah, you'll just see it. Yeah. But with that all being said, thank you all for watching tonight's broadcast of the BLN semifinals. Congrats to 12th VA for advancing the championship. They'll be playing the winner of JD versus Sussy Brigade, which we'll see next week. Exciting things. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Go in the description to the Patreon. Uh, where you can get videos before everyone else and behind the scenes footage. And with that being said, have a wonderful rest of your Give day. us money, yeah. money, 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 money. Patreon, please, please. Uh, oh, Tuffy A. Oh, we need server boosters. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>